0: Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop To the beat, y'all, and you don't stop Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop A One, two, y'all, and you don't stop A Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop A To the beat, comps, this the beat the sure shot Come on, come I met on, this girl on, when I was 10 on. years old And what I
1: love most, she had so much soul she was old school and I was just a shorty never knew
2: throughout my life she would be there for me or the regular not a church girl she was secular not about the money those stuff was my it up but I respected her she hit me in the heart a few New York niggas had did her in the park but she was there for me and I was there for
1: her pull out a chair for her turn on the air for her and just cool out cool out and listen to her sitting on bone wishing that I could do eventually if it was meant to be that it Cause we related physically and mentally, and she was fun then. I'd be geeky when she come around. Slim was fresh, Joe, when she was underground. Original pure untapping a down, sister. Who I tell you, I miss her. If you don't stop, a yes, yes, If you don't stop, y'all, if you
0: don't stop. One, two, you don't stop. Yes, yes, I
3: didn't know at the time, but growing up in a birthplace of hip hop had an indelible effect on how I saw the world and my placement in it. I remember being in front of my grandparents' brownstone in Brooklyn, New York, Park Place area, now known as Park Slope, feet dangling off the stoop, my brother right below me with a smattering of friends, who just happened to be all Jewish, except for one. Her name was Tanisha. She lived up the block. Man, was she pretty. Dark skin, pigtails and all. The only girl in the bunch, but she definitely held her own. So there I was, on top of the stoop, beatboxing to an audience, but the person commanding the adolescent crowd, my brother, who was freestyling to my beats. Now, we never rehearsed, but listening to us, you could have sworn we did. I switched up the tempo, and almost instinctively, he would know where to go with the flow. I guess that was a twin thing, but either way, it was clear that hip-hop was embedded in our DNA, and everyone's, but then an unthinkable happened. My parents announced that my dad got a job opportunity in California. And we were moving away from everything. My cousins, our little ragtag stoop audience, hip hop, Tanisha. It was all going away. I was heartbroken, like legit. And we weren't even moving to like the cool place of California, like LA or San Francisco, Oakland or San Diego. We're moving to Sacramento. I haven't even heard of that place before. So we were literally moving to the one place where hip-hop, the essential core of my being, was non-existent. Or so I thought. With the advent of shows like AOMTV Raps and Rap City, they allowed a kid who was essentially cut off from the main baseline of hip-hop power source, which is New York, to still get its fix. And I was back in the game, baby. Sure, I lost my crew. I never saw Tanisha and her pigtails again. But hip-hop, she was still with me. I also ironically moved to California around the birth of an important time in hip-hop, the West Coast rapper. So, yes, my cousins were sending cassette tapes and VHS tapes recordings of video music box, and we'll talk about them later. I was able to stay hip to them to show new and upcoming artists that were on the rise. Groups like NWA, artists like Ice-T, and this skinny rapper from Long Beach named Snoop Doggy Dog. What an interesting name. Funny story, one Saturday afternoon at the mall, my mom, after much pushing and prodding, allowed us to stop in the uh, mall record store. You remember what those things are, like actual stores that help music? And purchased a cassette tape of NWA. I was snickering because my mom didn't know what the initial stood for. And all she knew was that it was another rap group that her uh, artists and her sons were into. Later on that night, I heard my mom or my name being yelled from the kitchen, Kamara! I skirted my little butt into that kitchen, and I saw my mom on the phone with God knows who. They apparently just told her what the initial stood for. And in the most patois accent you can imagine. And that's how I knew how, my mom, how pissed my mom was, by the level of the accent. What the hell is niggas with attitude? We're going back to the store and returning that mess. You must be a check, blood clot mind. <laughs> Dropping my shoulder, I walked back into my room, seemingly defeated. But the joke was on her, though. I had already recorded about five tapes to send to my cousins and pass around to my friends at school. And just like rap videos, I was helping spread the gospel. There's no question, videos were the game changer of the culture. but was it for the better? But before we get into deep dive into that, did you know that between 1750 and 1775, the bulk of more than 50,000 enslaved Africans were kidnapped from the aptly named Rice Coast? The traditional rice-crowing niche nation uh, region of, of Africa between Guinea and Guinea Bissau on the Western Ivory Coast where part of our African forebears are from, and whose heart is the modern-day Sierra Leone and Liberia. Because rice was not indigenous to the Americas and plantation owners had no knowledge of how to grow it, enslaved Africans were brought to fuel its husbandry, which is a fancy word for breeding crops, feeding the U.S. Eastern seaboard, Great Britain, and providing many, provisioning many parts of the British Car- Car- um, Caribbean. Some historians often attribute the increasing demand of slavery was brought about by food crops such as rice, because these white settlers didn't know how to feed themselves. Rice became an American diet staple, and they couldn't live without it. The irony is not lost that our people's knowledge and skill, the thing that they couldn't get enough of, became the very thing that was used against us to destroy our people, our community, our customs, beliefs, and our families. The spreading of rice, while seemingly a good thing on the surface, became a game-changer for the destruction of Our people. When we look back at the video music era, there's a definite beautiful moments that we are thankful for, including the spread of something that was undeniably ours. But just like common sense wrapped in his song, the obvious nature of his growth and the accessibility to our culture ushers in a new conversation of whether or not it has become watered down. Not what we grew up with. And by the way, I'm just not talking about hip hop. I'm talking about black culture, period. No, she's no longer the pretty dark skinned girl with the pigtails and the great smile. She's now a person with the full out extensions, lashes, longer acrylics looks, dressed down and mixed between fashion nova and designer, and is now currently starring in reality TV shows surrounding her life. Is the video is the video music era to blame? Or are we just being selfish in the remembrance of what was and how we used to love her uh uh her? her. Welcome to Unculture Bias. My name is Kamara Williams. I am your host. Our show, we say on our show, we say culture is a matter of perspective and opinion. After all, culture is another say another way to say discovered. We are unculture. We are when you are black. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. If you're not tuning in for the first time, you're returning. Welcome again. Welcome back. Uh, we just like to say that sharing is caring. So please continue to share our podcast on all platforms, social media, text message, whatever. Um, you know, we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors for the week, com. It is tax season, so please contact them at 850-273-7193 at MyCompassTax.com. Of course, if you in to market of real estate, contact Keystone Global Real Estate at KeystoneGlobalRealEstate.com or 407-680-8510. And finally, if you in in market for probate, uh, estate planning, real estate um, law, uh, guardianship, contact SWTG Law. Or 888 SWTG Law or 321 872 7573. And of course, C Williams at swtglaw.com. All right, brilliant. So thank you for bearing with me on that. And with that, I'm going to bring back a returning guest from a very popular co- podcast from last year. Uh, my uh, law school classmate, Aziza, you still with us? I am here. All right. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me back. You know, it's always good to be invited back to something because You
3: never know if you effed it up the first time. No, no, you were, in fact, I remember when we did our podcast, um, one of the comments that people made was like, man, like, you know, she was so good, you know, have her back on again. But I was like, you know, people like you, you're very busy. It's like, I can't be having you on like weekly guests or anything like that. Like I got to. I gotta. Res- you go cut me a
1: check. I'll do it. Yeah,
3: right. You know, what I, mean? yeah. I gotta. I'm I, kidding, gotta I'm use kidding, the, I'm I gotta use that rash. I gotta ration out my friendships. You know, I'm like <laughs> you know, like I can't be like, Zeza. I need you on the podcast this week. I'm like, you're like, Kamara, sir. Like, sir. <laughs> what what is your problem? <laughs> hey,
1: like I am always, always, always well open to anytime you need me. I'm here because you know I call you when I need something. So. You, absolutely by all means call me whenever you need me well
3: i appreciate that and you know um one of the things i did they did mention at the end of our podcast you don't remember this we may we may remember i don't know um you talked about uh you were getting ready to talk about award shows and so i definitely want (gasps) to i want to talk about that later on because i remember that was one thing oh she's getting ready to get into her bag about like you know the award shows and you know moments and things that you know really were really cool and i was like okay well i'll save that for her a podcast in the future oh
1: yeah we're actually starting well not starting we're in full bma force right now so yeah there's a lot happening around here
3: <laughs> so yeah so we're definitely going to talk about that um one of the reasons i wanted to bring you on obviously because of the nature of your not okay it's twofold number one um you know the company you work for viacom is the biggest streaming company in the world uh with between music and oh,
1: oh, we are no longer Viacom we are uh-huh. now Paramount.
3: Oh Paramount. Yes Paramount. We have
1: now changed our name to Paramount Global.
3: Paramount Global. Okay my <laughs> yes. apologies and as you know part of being Paramount Global you guys are like the biggest you have the biggest market share as far as um, music and you know streaming and all that and also
0: um,
3: you know you mentioned that you producing the VMAs but Really, the thing I I love about Aziza is that she is a child of the culture. Um, That's an accurate statement for you, right?
1: It is a very accurate statement.
3: Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to, you know, first of all, get your thoughts on, like, the things I mentioned in the opening. Like, what did you pull from that?
1: I thought it was fantastic. It took me back to, like, just... When I used to sit around the radio and actually, I I don't know if I'm showing my age, but whatever. It's all good. Good. Right. Sit around the radio with like the cassette player and like ready to push record to get the song, to get the mix. And it wasn't always the song. It was the mix the DJ did of the song. Yeah. Yeah. That they were like mixing in this beat with this lyric or whatever, whatever hodgepodge they were doing and having my, like sitting there with my sister, like ready to push record and try and pause it so we don't catch the commercial and then yeah. unpause it. Yeah. Like that's what it brought me back to was sitting on the floor doing that. Um, and so I, 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 I feel you. You know, I, I am. I was born in Brooklyn, was raised in Brooklyn, and then my my mom we moved to Florida. Uh, so I, I totally understand. <laughs> that. Like, where it's like you went from like and don't shake to Florida, I love yeah, Florida, yeah, but like you go from like emerge you know we're from we're from bedside you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like and not new bedside right old yeah old, old, yeah 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 right <laughs> like real bedside right. and it's like going from that where it's like you know culture 24 7 all day and then you go to florida and it's like they had their own culture but it was just different <laughs>
3: it was different and you had to figure it, it was out. different yeah yeah and
1: you got to figure it out and then yeah. so then it's like you know coming back um every time we would come back to new york i always felt like I was being reborn or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it
0: was like oh, oh, breath
3: of fresh air. I'm home. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no <laughs> so doubt. I, I
1: I totally feel you on that whole. I I mean, when I say I feel you, I feel you. And then we started like my mom being my mom started bringing all of like her friends down to Florida. So we made our own little Brooklyn. I don't know if you want to call it combine in Florida. <laughs> and so then like all of our best friends came and then we had, you know, a lot of her best friend's sons like became DJs. And then there was like all these New York DJs. And so it started to kind of mold together where I felt a little bit like, okay, this is okay. This works. I'm not totally like separated from where I come from. You know what I mean? But yeah. I mean, shout out to Florida. Cause I mean, Florida definitely tries to keep up, you know, it keeps up and it has its own culture also. Yeah. And there's a lot of music that like, for sure, I would have never heard. Or never knew about had I not gone to Florida. right? Like Uncle Luke right. never would have known any of that stuff.
0: <laughs> right,
3: right, right.
1: So, yeah.
3: You know, it, it's interesting though, because like, again, we grew up in an era where we talked about you moved to Florida, I moved to California, and that fear of being cut off from music. And so, like, it you know, one of the things, and this you know, the, the name of the podcast really, or the top subject matter is going to be video music and how like it really allowed us to stay connected to like what was happening and you know um how did like the video music era impact your life obviously because you are a now producer on a video music award show right but like
1: well I'm not a producer so I mean there's a lot of different right that's technical stuff yes but yes I work on the award shows you know what I mean but like you know, yeah, but yes, it, it affects it a lot because it's interesting as one of the reasons why I wanted to work at MTV when I was younger um, and was such a dream for me was the videos. And, you know, outside, you know, I'm also a former dancer, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like the music videos and just choreography and just the like, how the storytelling, and it's like this little movie in like four or five minutes you know, and it's like those, I just, I was so in love with that. And so enamored with that. And then I would immediately for, and I would never miss an award show because I was always, always like, wow, how, what is this performance going to be? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you have a music video where are they going to recreate the music video or are they going to come up with something creative and it's something going to be crazy. What's the choreography going to be? Is this person going to fall, come out the ceiling? Like what's going to happen, you right. know? And it's, So that all started with the music video with music videos, you know, and it's like, that was something where, you know, you went from listening to things on concepts to seeing it on TV and seeing the artist and seeing the translation of what that song was to that artist. Yeah. So it was, you know, I mean, I could spend hours just watching music videos and I still do actually. Right. Surprisingly. Yeah.
3: Well, that's fascinating. I actually want to get into that a little bit later on about video music currently, you know, um, so, like, one of the things that I, okay, let me ask you, what was your favorite video music program? Video Soul. Video Soul. Okay.
1: Yeah. D- with easily. Donnie
3: Simpson. Oh, okay.
1: Yes, easily yeah, Video yeah. Soul. Yeah. I love Video Soul. But the interesting thing about Video Soul was that, and it's funny when you now as an adult and you look back at it, yeah. you're like, wow, Video Soul didn't play any hip hop
3: no yeah that was all r&b yeah
1: like it was only r&b but i i, I was a video soul fanatic but i also watched Yo mtv raps like
0: yeah. yeah
1: fanatically as well yeah but then it's like you know you don't think about it at the time that like oh they were not together yeah you know it's like now you look back and you're like oh wow video soul was its own type of situation and so was your mtv raps but right. i watched both of them but i loved video soul so much because Most of the, you know, videos that had, like, choreography and stuff were on Video Soul. Yeah. So, that's why it was, for me, it was just like, oh, because I was always trying to learn a dance move. Yeah. (laughs) So.
3: Yeah. So, okay.
1: For sure.
3: I'm going to say one of the more impactful ones for me, uh, Video Soul, Donnie Simpson, I I love Video Soul because I, you know, R&B. And that's what actually made me grow my love for R&B. And I actually have a theory about that, about Video Soul in the moment. Um, but I love Caribbean Rhythms with Rachel. Remember Rachel?
0: Okay,
1: yes. But they came on so late, though. Like, sta- you were up?
3: I stayed up. I stayed up for Rachel. Oh, I, I, would, I would fall asleep, though.
1: I would, I would be like, yeah. Yeah,
3: so, um, plus my parents love Caribbean Rhythms. Um, uh, but, you know, obviously, Yom TV Raps was a big impact, and we'll talk about Yom TV Raps. But the thing that really. Was the chain, game changer for me was Video Music Box Now you're from New York So you remember Video mm-hmm. Music Box
0: Yes, and, yes.
3: Yeah, and so for those who do not know like Video Music Box Video Music Box was created by Ralph McDaniel And it was the It was the only program That was actually city wide uh, Television that you didn't need cable And it was the first program Period That showed part, all black content it was, th- that was the, the entire, like, in fact, it showed, uh, in the beginning, the very early on, it showed, um, R and B and really, but hip hop, that hip hop was the thing that really was a changing dynamic for, um, video music box. And he used to call it the box, right? And anything, and it used to, yeah, the box, yeah, yeah, the box, right. And so that to me was the biggest impact. And reason I, video music box actually changed world culture, like, because, it was it predated MTV and MTV, yeah. or excuse me, predated MT, MTV raps because MTV raps did not have um like it they didn't have a, an idea on like what black culture was. They played Michael Jackson and Prince, right, and and in Lionel Richie barely,
1: barely,
0: barely,
3: barely, right, barely, yeah. But it was Video Music Box was the sole program that was dedicated to it, and so actually, but that being said, I actually want to give um his ro- the roses for Ralph McDaniel. For Video Music Box And actually you can find his pro, there's, He has a great documentary on Showtime um, And that I'm actually going to play a clip Just to give me an idea Like the interrelation between Video Music Box and Rap City Or UMTV Rap, excuse me So After
2: I saw the Fresh Fest I was like, oh, white people are into this hip hop thing Heavy because I went to Fresh Fest in Long Island and it was mixed, and everybody knows the lyrics the same way. Oh, this is crossover. This is, this is, this has no, there's no color on this anymore. This is just rap, this is just hip hop. So, went to MTV. I said, I gotta get video music box on, it's time for a hip hop show. Oh. You understand, Ralph? Middle America's not ready for no hip-hop. And I said, what are you talking about? I just came from, let me show you the footage of Fresh. Fresh. And let me show you this. The white kids are singing, Asian, Latino, black, we all together.
0: Like
2: and they said, nah, you don't understand, that's in New York. That's not how the rest of the country works. I don't know about that. These dudes is on tour, bro. They going on, it ain't just in New York they doing these shows, they touring. Nah, I'm not ready I want to scare nobody And I was like I-, I think you're wrong A year later They came out with Yo MTV Raps Their blueprint was Video Music Box
3: So <laughs> I say that because Video Music Box actually Predated everything It started yeah. the entire revolution Of how we saw um, music And how we actually Consumed music you know um because
0: yeah go ahead
1: it, yes. I, it, it almost predates because when that was like I think you know, the box started when I I mean like 1981 gosh, like eighty eighty one, eighty two. 81 82 yeah. yeah it was like and I was born in 81 so I'm, right. I'm like I remember the box for like my entire life so yes. yeah it was yeah
3: yeah and it's it's in, it's interesting because even MTV I don't know I don't want to say predated MTV I don't, but I feel like it did uh,
0: though.
1: So it's no. So MTV is thirty. MTV, uh, you know, because we did our fortieth year thing this year. So it's like one. It's like it's like yeah, close together. But the difference is MTV wasn't playing like hip hop.
0: They off. weren't we're playing, playing hip hop. They weren't.
1: They weren't playing black people. Yeah, because it was a whole thing to get like a Michael Jackson. We're talking about Michael Jackson. Yeah, to get a Michael Jackson video on MTV back then. Yeah, so. You know, yeah. So the, this was, yeah. So in 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 the views of our culture, I say it absolutely predates MTV. Yeah, hundred percent.
3: Yeah, and so it was. It's fascinating because you know when you w- watch uh, video music box, and especially for a child of hip hop, it was the first time you can see artists. Like I didn't really, I didn't know, like what hip hop artists were. I just, I didn't know. Like we heard the radio. But when you start to got to see their video, it was, like, a different thing. And that really turned my love into music into a different level because it was the visuals is what changed America, you know, because it was the first time people can see things, and we can, let's call it what we can mimic styles, you know what I mean? We can consume music in a way that we were mimicking and pushing culture and then, you know, beatbox. I didn't know all that. I was a kid. I grew up in a suburbia in Brooklyn, you know what I mean? So I wasn't really seeing all that until, like, I saw Video Music Box, so, um, but then it, something interesting happened, and we talked about Yo MTV Raps, and then I think Yo MTV Raps was the, really the biggest growth spurt for the pushing of culture, um, because it it predated obviously Rap City, and then uh um you know your favorite program Video Soul, and so the idea behind Yo MTV Raps, um, it was integral in actually I think changing changing the format of how white people saw. Black culture, because you know, video music Absolutely. was pretty much was it was a unless it's called it, was an urban thing. Like not a lot of people unless yeah. you lived in certain projects or certain you know boroughs. You know what I mean? That you weren't. It wasn't a thing, but it was young TV raps that took the blueprint and said, "Oh, people really like these things. Let's go ahead and create a format." So um, I'm going to play clip, and I want to get your views on that. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. EMC in the place to be, been ramen on the mic since 83, the K-I-N-G of the M-I-C, and that's all because of your MTV raps, that is. <laughs> Yo MTV Raps was, is, and will always be hip hop. Yo MTV Raps today. It really was an ambassadorship for hip hop to mainstream America. Back
0: in the days on the
2: Boulevard of. The there were black people behind the camera as well as in front of the camera. It was unheard of. Don't sweat the technique. Hip hop couldn't have gotten this far if it hadn't have been for Yo MTV Raps. All black youth that had exposure to cable TV were watching. More importantly, the world at large was watching. We the power.
1: It was definitely something that you look forward to. You wanted to watch. You wanted to see who was going to be on there. What are they talking about? You know, it was a big deal.
2: Freedom of speech. Let them take it from me. Next, they'll take it from you.
3: Then what you going to do? It created a generation of kids who grew up on this stuff. That's the generation that elects America's first black president.
0: Yo, yo, yo. TV.
3: So, Yeah. Do you remember that promo? (laughs) I know you're chuckling.
1: Look, Yo! and T-Raps is still and will forever be one of my favorite shows. So I worked on the 30th anniversary.
0: Uh, Um,
1: Yes, I was on stage. I was supposed to be working. I was on stage with releases, having a whole party by myself. (laughs) It was amazing. And I'm actually working. I, I work on the current Yo, Yo. Well, it's just called Yo. Yeah. Which with, um, you know, it should be airing soon, actually. We just finished wrapping it. Um, So actually, have we announced that yet while I'm on this podcast? Yeah, it's been announced. <laughs> exclusive, like, exclusive content. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. We even announced that yet. Yes, we've announced it. So, you know, like, if you come into our music room slash office, I have my poster from the 30th anniversary because it was like, a huge deal signed by everybody.
0: Yeah. Like
1: Fat Five, Ed Lover, Dr. Dre, like yeah. everybody who was there, like I got it signed. Cause that was like it was, it was definitely one of the highlights of my entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a whole photo album of just that production that we did because it was just I was in heaven the whole time, like the whole time. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. MC Light, like it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I agree with a lot of things they said that are said about UMTV raps just because. As you pointed out earlier, back in the day, you know, if you didn't live in a certain area and you weren't already in the know, there would have been no way that 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 hip hop or rap music would have gone as mainstream as it did. Yeah, like you know, don't get me wrong. Like you know, to me, I, and I don't care what anybody ever says, Biggie is the biggest, is the best rapper to ever have walked the earth. That's just my a personal opinion. Right. But also recognizing that. Even with his talent and everything, if those, if, if the pioneers ahead of time, if there wasn't a Yom TV raps to really get rap music in the homes of middle America, yeah, major labels would not have gotten behind yeah. these rap music, r- behind rap music. And they definitely wouldn't have gotten behind all of these, you know, the rappers who decided to be entrepreneurs and make labels. Right. They wouldn't have been behind those smaller labels that really pr- that 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 created. You know, the, the 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 machine that was Tupac, the machine that was Biggie, the machine that was like the Wu Tang clan. Right. You have to have a major label behind you to do that. Right. So even your smaller labels have the major label behind that. Without right. UMTV Raps, Middle America and the world as a whole would not have been, not have been exposed to the culture the way that it was. So there wouldn't have been, there still would have been a notorious BIG, but right. he just may not have been as big as he was.
0: Right.
3: You know what's fascinating about that special that you worked on the thirtieth anniversary special? Um, they they talked about how Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, um, not West Coast Dr. Dre, East Coast Dr. Dre. That's how we always say in California <laughs> we always differentiate. Like you know, um, we talked. They talked about how Ed Lover saw uh, rap music being played on regular MTV rotation, and then he looked at he looked towards Dr. Dre, and he said. I don't know man that's not a good thing for us cuz <laughs> he was like once they started it, playing it more in rotation and like you know and you know bat, we talked you talk about Biggie Bad Boy records in 1995 1996 was getting heavy rotation on you know now TRL or what you know things of that nature mm-hmm. um you know it it kind of like took away the Im, the importance of MTV rap because you MTV rap because at the end of the day it's like well you know why are we going to have separate programming for something that's already now rap music became pop Pop culture music It was now yes. It was just, It was fueling Pop culture You know It no, was no longer In you know uh, This thing This fad This idea That only a certain sector Of the world Or community liked. now Everybody liked Everybody loved Snoop Everybody loved You know Tupac Everybody loved Biggie Like You know And so like You know And you have So you had white executives That were, like It saw like The culture was really Being It was, it was Had an imprint In American um, the american fabric of you know a consciousness not just in black culture
1: you know it, i agree with all of that and here's the thing it's, it's such a dichotomy it's such a weird thing because there's a positive of you want it to you want everybody to see what this culture is yeah and then there's the the downside of that's absolutely correct once you get into the mainstream there's no need for the show anymore because now you're on TRL. Right. And then once you, and once you kind of hit that mainstream, then everything starts to really get watered down.
3: Yeah. Like
1: let's talk about that. It starts yeah. to get watered down because yeah. you can't talk about the things that you want to talk about from middle America. That's right. they're not having it. Right. They're not, Cause they're not having it. Right. And then not only that, and then you get into this thing of like, whose culture is it? Yeah. Because, you know, then you have like, I mean, No shade. I love my white people, but like you have like you know a a white kid in you know Minnesota, Wisconsin, whatever, out here talking about nigga this, nigga that, nigga that because that's what he's listening to in the rap lyric, and you're like, wait a minute, sir, come on, pause. But then it's like, wait. But they're liking the culture, and this is what's mainstream now. So it's it's such a hard thing to balance. It's really hard to balance, and then you get into where. I feel like I and this is, you know, the people may hate me for this. I feel like the death of hip hop has happened yeah. where you no longer have lyricists. You yeah. only have people who are just doing this mumble that I don't even know what word you're saying. Is there a syllable? Yeah. You're not even like coming up with a. There's no there's not a cipher. Not a it doesn't no, even make there's, sense. There's nothing clever like, you, about it. Yeah nothing at all and then yes. you're talking about a Bentley you don't own you've never had you right. don't even have a house you're talking about a bit like it's just there then that became this the the oversaturation the oversaturation and then the death of the actual craft of rap music that's my personal opinion hate me if you like oh well no
0: I actually <laughs> like, <laughs> I
3: actually agree with that and I and I'm going to say this too because I think there's something really real about that um you look at that you look at how the video music era and this is kind of where it goes into the whole idea of rice you know mm-hmm. um you know I, I did the analogy and I hope people caught it I hope you caught it. like you know it's it was a staple of Af- African staple and then we brought we showed it to uh, the American dietary system to where it became it supplanted as a main staple of how they consumed and how they survived and it became to our detriment because the thing that was made us unique Now made us a uh, It made a driving source To our own You know Demise And You think about how the Like hip hop music And in Video music era Like we kind of created this, I, this environment Of the importance Of the visuals But then you see how That's all it became Like that's really It became the surface level It wasn't about The music anymore It was about You know Selling And selling something commoditizing an image And then you lost something along the way, you know, yep. you you lost the, the thing that made it so pure and made it like a kid who lived in suburbia who probably couldn't relate to like, you know, mom, <laughs> Deep. you know what I mean? I don't know nothing, but uh, what I, but I still, I, but I understood it, you know what I mean? But it, because it was something that was embedded that was purely, you know, black that I couldn't, like, I couldn't put my finger on it. No, nah, I, I wasn't doing stick, I wasn't sticking people up. I wasn't hustling on the AB. You know what I mean? I wasn't doing none of that. You know what I mean? I, I grew up with Jamaican parents in the, in the suburbs. They weren't allowing me to do any of that foolishness, but, you know, it still was something that was identifiably black. And then we, as life progressed and culture started getting more commoditized, we lost the piece of the thing that made it really indistinguishably black and more, it made it more pop, you know? And then we yeah. it became, it we lost the appeal, I and mean, I know you mentioned video soul. Um I have actually have an opinion that R&B died when video soul di- died.
1: Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, I you know, it's funny, Jason and I were talking the other day about how we were scared that music has like met its like it's just yeah. There's nothing new that's come out that I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing." Right. There's nothing. Right. Nothing. No, there's nobody. There's no new artist. There's there's nothing. And I was like, I just I it's sad. Like I I all we do is listen to our old stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cuz there's nothing there's nothing that's nothing that's piquing your interest, nothing that is like making your I mean, I remember when the Wu Tang album came out. What year is that? 94. Uh I don't even want to get it wrong. The, the, the 36 Chambers album. And to the like that was like 92 or something. I can't remember. I
0: mean, um but yeah. that
1: came out. I remember listening to that and my mind was like blown. Right. I, I had to like go back and like be like, wait, what did he just say? Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't understand. Wait, hold on, hold on. Like mind being blown. Right. And I just, that just doesn't happen anymore. And that doesn't happen with R&B anymore either. Like, right. can you name two actual R&B singers that are like, real, like current?
3: I can name one Jasmine Sullivan, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's right. like-
1: Or uh, Lucky, I like,
3: I like Lucky Day. Lucky Day came out with a good album. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah but, but, it, but I'm just, but it's like, there, yeah. there isn't-
3: Yeah, no. You're not
1: getting that same- It's
3: not the same. It's not the same. And- th- It's not the same. You know, um, to that point where like, the visuals in r and b used to sell the music, you know, and because yes. like you know it, it yeah, I just remember as a kid and i I'm dating myself here, but I remember watching this um uh, watching uh uh a video of these guys standing in the sand dance singing <laughs> the wind blowing out, and then I was like.
1: And then it was a piano in the sand. And Don't a, forget it the piano. A piano.
3: in the sand, right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, talking about, you know what I'm saying, you know, you know do you believe like, in love? You know what I'm saying? I was like, we we're cry for you video, and right? I was like, which, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, And I was like, what is, what is this? Like, why, why are they standing in the sand on a black rock? <laughs> With their with their with their
1: shirts open, billowing in the wind, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but, but you were like, but I, I tell you, and I it gave me that romance. You're like, I remember that video and being like, that's the I, will, I that's the kind of man I want. Yeah, I want a man standing out in the in the desert with a yeah, piano, talking yeah. about baby, a am begging. Yeah, yes, a Yeah, right. <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but that was that really, I was blown away by watching stuff like that, and it just. And it, I think stuff like that really, it transferred around to the like R&B music and the culture. Like it just like made other singers like step up their game and, and really wanted, really want to uh, get into the artistry. Cause video, yeah. like videos actually were like an art. Like when the people yeah. used to put a lot of art and really focus into driving, you know, storylines, it, it was, just, it was a creative, like how am I going to storytell? That's what it was. Yeah. It was like, it was a way of storytelling and you couldn't have a great video if the song was terrible.
1: It just wasn't happening. It
3: wasn't happening because it's like the video, yeah. the videos, uh, but the song is terrible. Like, I don't You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, the, the, the way the song helps sell, I mean, the video helps sell the story of the song and then vice versa. You know what I mean? And so, um, when you killed a certain aspect of R&B music, you killed a lot of the storytelling and you, and then, you get the the energy that went into these R&B records. Cause now these R&B records are very plain. They're singing about the same yeah. thing. There's no creativity anymore. And I believe yeah. there's no creativity cause there's no creativity to put into individuals. The visuals are right. very boring. Everybody's.
1: It all goes together and people don't realize that like it all goes together. That's what it is to be a creative. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you have this music that you're putting together and like, you want to Im- immediately like, oh, you know, the, the raindrops. Oh yeah, I can see this person sitting on the bed and it's raining outside, and right. their heart's broken, and this ha- like, and it, that just doesn't happen anymore. And so you don't you you're not you're not getting the whole totality of the experience of the music with the video. It's just not happening anymore. It's it's sad. It's and really sad.
3: To the point where, you know, there's a you no, know, people our generation we talk about like these R and B music that doesn't have to bridge anymore. These songs are, they lack bridges. You know, like, yes. there's this, and it's it's very short, you know, songs are very short, very, um, you know, get straight to the point, you know, that there's no creativity and uh, the musicality has, has like really perished. And so I say all that to say, it's like, when you kill a part of black culture, which is R&B music, because it's very centered on like, you know, black understanding, black context, you know, things of that nature. When that's taken away, part of black culture is taken away as well. Like it becomes, it's hollowed out. Like, you know, the way we see the world, that's like, it's disinfected, you know, like it's very, it's now everything's pop centered, you know, everything is garnered towards like a very poppy feel as opposed to like R&B was very much centered on whether it was like from the black church, you know, or just like, you know, blues that have to be, you know what I'm saying? Or even jazz centered. Like you had such a myriad of different artists that were able to express themselves because they came from different parts of black culture. Now you don't have as so much artists coming from saying, coming from different parts of black culture, express themselves. You have from a certain point whether they're extremely sexualized mm-hmm. or, you know, very much like again, poppy, airy, basic, you know, um, and it's, it sucks. It's, it, it's hurtful as far as us in this culture. So I say all that to say, I'm sorry. Do you have an opinion? I didn't want to. No, hurt. I agree. I
1: have. I've, yeah.
3: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, a
1: hundred percent.
3: So, hundred percent. So, I'm. You know, the thought of the, where I'm going with that is, you know, how music is uh, like two or three minutes long. Songs yes. are two or three minutes long, and
1: I think I want to say two minutes and fifteen seconds,
0: something like that. Yeah, that is, yeah. That's yeah. the
3: that's the consumption, and you know, I, yeah. it, I I feel I feel like a lot of that is how social media changed the landscape of how we consume music. You know, do you want to, are you rubbing your head? Do you want to talk about that?
1: I know for the, for everybody on the podcast, we we also are on video. So we're, we're nodding our heads at each other quite often here. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I, you know, I, you I said this last time, I, I, I hate social media. I think (laughs) I I just hate it. I I hate it. I I think that it's, it's, it was a great tool to start off with. I thought it was, you know, back when it was great because you got to connect with people, but now it's it's made everything into what can you enjoy in like a 10, 15 second bite yeah. basically yeah. or whatever the the video length is for Instagram or video length. It's forever for whatever. It's like a 30 second bite. Mm-hmm. And then now with Instagram, you know, you can add like music or with social media you can add music to like your videos or whatever. Yeah. So when people add music to them. They're only getting what, 10 seconds, 15 seconds of a song.
0: Yeah. And so
1: so it's like, you're not even getting the totality of the song to be like, oh, that's a good song and this whole embodiment. And like, that sounds great. And get all the feels from the song and the instrumentals and everything. You're looking, people are just using a particular part to go with whatever their picture is that they're now sharing. And I think that, you know, social media in general has made us, you know, very wanting instant gratification for everything versus like, let me sit here and really digest what's happening and let me digest, you know, what's, what's around me. Yeah. And then it, it's also created a keeping up with the Joneses mentality, which I think is just horrible and just bad for us, for people in general. I just, yeah. so again, I, I mean, I'm on social media ish kind of, but right. like, right. I just, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I used to be a fan of it. Cause I thought it was great, but I'm just as the world, keeps moving and i see how people are bullied and bully and they get behind a keyboard and they can just they just think they can say whatever just you know it just it's it's sad and I, so i'm i not i'm not a big social media fan i just think it's killed a lot of stuff yeah it's killed humanity in a way
3: <laughs> i can agree with that
1: you know <laughs> it has
3: so you know it's it's interesting you say that because i, I along literally generally literally along the lines of what you just said um the way we see music, like in a fifteen second, thirty second sound bites, you know, because of uh, attaching it to a video or, ta- or attaching, excuse me, to a dance craze, right? And it's really how artists now are creating music, yeah, music. in order to attach themselves onto TikTok or now Reels. Yeah. You know, it's not really for sustainability, and so in that part, this also reason why, you know, you look at artists like I don't need to make a long song because nobody wants to. Everybody's attention span has like died. Like, there is none, there right? Is none, right, their, their attention, everybody's attention span has really diminished to the point where you know, Nas, one of my favorite artists, you know, his song, it, one of my favorite songs of his, um, you know, on Ilmatic was It Ain't Hard to Tell. And if mm. it's like a four and a half minute song, right? But like a minute in that song is just the beat, just riding, like he's not even rapping on it, He just like, and then like you, you absorb you absorbing the song. Like you're not even like, you're just like, if you're listening to that song in the car or in your hair you're like, you just bobbing your head. You're not even listening to him rapping over the beat. It's just, you're absorbing the song. And that's one of the things are from our generation, the ability to absorb a song where now people don't absorb songs anymore. They just kind of like, like cotton candy, they intake them. It dissolves just as quickly. Right. And so like, even so someone like Nas now, even his like the King's disease and, you know, um, the album, you know, the King Disease 2 and the, album, the songs he's been putting out—they're still like two and a half minute songs. So he, even he, has now got onto the thing of like creating shorter songs to to uh, you know meet the consumer interest and demand, right? Um, so so people in our generation have all like, have all like really just changed the way we consumed it to the point where my wife the other day we were like in a car and I played a song. Um, that Renegade song, it was just I have a playlist. My thing was just kind of on rotation of the playlist. It was a Renegade song. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Ivory, she was like, oh, I've never heard the entirety of this song before. I've only heard, like, 30 seconds uh, because it's on TikTok, and then when they did a the dance, you know, I was like, no, like, this song actually was a big song prior. I mean, TikTok helped blow it up, but, I'm like, yeah, this is the entirety of the song, you know? And so we were talking about how, like, yeah, I would never know like the entire I would never know yeah. a song because all I hear is that the first minute or third and, and that's it. And then I kind of move on, you know.
1: I mean, so I want to bring up something And when you said this, I was like, hey immediately because oh man, it goes to both RB and it also goes to just um the sustainable not, but just the totality of an experience of a full song. Mm-hmm. But I'm not talking about the whole the People not making albums anymore is a whole other conversation. But right. we let just talk about the song. Right. Right. So I think Maxwell, uh, I want to say it was on Urban Hang Suite. I could totally be wrong. Mm-hmm. But the proposal song, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like a seven and a half minute song yeah. where it's like the instrumental just just rocks. Yeah. And then there's like this quietness. Yeah. And then it just comes back in, mm-hmm. and I mean, and it's one of the. I just think that one of the most ingenious songs. Like I, I love that song. Yeah. And you don't get that these days. Like you get you get a thirty second, fifteen second soundbite. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I want to sit down and be able to listen to the whole entire song. Take me, like, start me off. Take me on the rise. Take me back low. Bring me back up. At the right. end, I want to be. I want. I want to shed a thug tear at the end of the song.
0: Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah.
1: where you're like, I got to, re- I got to start, I got to rewind that whole thing and play it all
3: over again. Right. Yeah. Like, it's real. Like,
1: it,
3: it, and, and yeah, no, you're, you're real. That's real. Like, it's like you, you want to be able to take the song, like you said, and it takes you through the emotions and then it brings you back down yes. and you're like. And it, the tempo changes in the middle of the song. And you're like, oh, and that's how you get to like, this is my favorite part of the song. You know, that's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you'd be like, oh, this is my favorite part of this song. Like, and it's just like you don't even get that anymore. You just get this. No, you just get the right. song. We don't even get like, this is my favorite part. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right, yeah. right. And it's a, it's a, it's a missing. It's missing that. Uh, yeah it just misses that now i i i, I just sit here and i'm just like gosh i'm thinking about all the music that i used to listen to and i still do that just like takes you on a roller coaster it yeah. takes you back and takes you into a place and it moves it it takes you from whatever your current state of mind is it will put you in a space that's either good bad and different depending on what song is about but like just the musicality and just you know Sometimes it's a guitar riff. Sometimes it's a run, like, and you just don't get that. People are like, I'm just going to use this 10 seconds because it looks good for this, and that's it. Right. And people are, and now artists are making music for that, and it's
0: terrible.
1: Like, it's just, it's killing the art form, and it sucks. You know, it just, and, you know, the the bad thing is that we as a society, as a whole, reward it.
3: Uh, We reward it. Yeah, we don't, we don't like, yeah, we actually, we actually make it popular, and it's like, how can we, how can we criticize something that artists be like, well, this is how I'm making money. This is how I'm this making- is right. Yeah.
1: Like don't write, don't tell me to write a whole song when you got, when nobody, you, you're not purchasing albums. You're not, you're not even purchasing downloads. Right. Like that part, like the only way I'm making money is, you know, you're using this 30 second clip on a streaming service. So that I get like, I got my, I get my little point, point zero, zero, two percent. Yeah. From my 30 second clip. So like, that's how I can make money. Yeah. You know, we're not touring. Right, you're not coming to concerts, like.
3: So you know it's, it's it's interesting that um this may get me in trouble, but this is actually 100%. why I think like this is also why I think Drake is both a popular artist and he makes terrible albums. I would say Drake makes great singles, terrible albums. hundred percent. He doesn't have to make a great album, you know. You're like he doesn't have to like it. Like he, the last great album he made was probably like. Was like you know nothing with the same. I don't know. Like it was
1: probably like, the first one.
3: Yeah, maybe the first. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like you know, whatever the first one was, maybe. Yeah, but like it's he doesn't have to make great albums anymore. Like he just has to make songs that are like create social media songs, or I call them social media songs, or like now I call them hookah songs. You know what I mean? Like songs that are gonna play for a minute and thirty seconds at the hookah club. You know, while people can get just vibes, baby, nothing but vibes. Right. And so, you know. When he's looking at it, he's like, I'm the biggest artist in the world. I'm continuing to be the biggest artist in the world. And I haven't made a classic album. There, You know, there's a reason for that. Like, why Why should I sit there and make a cohesive, strong body of work that's going to stand the test of time when I can just make Certified lover Boy?" And I told people, I said, you may not like Kanye's album. And, I, you know, it's, that's whatever. Donda, you may not like it. But I said... Whenever we're doing a comparison, It's Donna better than Certified Boy." I said well the thing is about Certified Boy.' I can't speak for Kanye But I can tell you that About four months Nobody's going to be talking about Certified Boy.'" I said nobody's mm-hmm. going to be talking about it I said it's just the fact Nobody talks about Drake's album 120 days after they're done Like they're just That's just a sad reality of it And then now look at We're like in March Certified Boy" came out like in November Like and like Do you hear anybody ever talks about Certified Lover"? Nobody talks about that
1: I had to
3: tell you that I
1: forgot that he put an album out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I you know
3: forgot. what I mean? And so like that, yeah. cause people we've moved on and he knows that yeah. we've moved on. He's like, I, we're on to something else. And so he creates music for those who have no intention of digesting something for a long time for it to sit with you, for it to be controversial, for it to be right. like, do I even, you know, for you to li- listen to the album be like, do I even like this? You know what I mean? Like, sure. am I supposed to like this album? You know, um, one of the things I love about Kendrick Lamar, especially like, mm. my favorite, my favorite album is *The Pimple Butterfly*. But what I love about that album is that it's not immensely popular with Kendrick Lamar fans. They'd be like, eh, "It's not my favorite album." That's great to me because that means that you've listened to it and you've, you you created an opinion after listening to it, and you're like, mm, "I'm not a fan." You,
1: you know, digested it, right. you digested
3: the album to the point where you're like, "I can't really get with that." Where someone like me, be like, I love the way he change it up and it's a different and you know I don't want to get into a whole Kendrick Lamar pod because there is going to be a pod for that but good <laughs> right right but like I just think that's what made him makes him such a distinct artist because he challenges you to listen to a music and to and to create an opinion that like am I supposed to like this album am I, yeah am I supposed to like it you know um so you mentioned earlier in the beginning like how you actually are still watching videos yes I do how is that yes. possible because I didn't even know people were still making them that's it. a beta man. They
1: are not. I still, <laughs> I'm not watching new videos. Oh, no. okay. Okay. Yes. No, I still watch videos all day. Uh, I mean, not like, you know, like I'll have them. I, I, de- I definitely have subscribed to some great YouTube channels where like you just watch all the old school music videos so okay. that runs all like yeah. while I work. Yeah. And then back um, when we were actually in the office pre-COVID, because, you know, luckily, um, you know, being in the building, you get all the channels in the building. So yeah. I would always have bh one Soul playing in the background at all mm. times. So I would watch videos in the background all day at work. So it's like, you know, I still, I love music videos. I still watch them and they're, they're, they're playing in the background, but not like new ones because nobody makes videos anymore. I don't even like, nobody makes videos anymore. So it's not even like, like one of the things that people used to always say, or not even always, they still say, they're like, oh, MTV doesn't, play any music they don't have videos yeah. like well nobody's making any videos right and if we and if they made them you weren't watching them anyway like that's the problem that
0: part that part. you
1: you can't even right like you people you don't, your attention span is too short
0: right like you're
1: not going to sit there and watch them so it's like you know why spend 000, 000 a million dollars on the music video that you're not going to watch
3: nobody's i get it nobody's sitting down like for us we'd actually spend an entire hour watching video music you know uh, you know video soul or rap city you know, or rap, you know, UMTV raps or, you know, whatever. Hell, TRL. Uncut. Uncut at the end of the night. Right. Or we watch TRL. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm because I'm like, I want to see what other people are listening to. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would, so you would spend an hour actually watching videos and consuming them. And so like, but nobody's like, our kids even doing that anymore. No, they're not.
1: They're not.
3: Yeah, yeah they're not.
1: So it's like, why? And music videos aren't cheap. So, uh, like, so why, why spend the money if you're not even gonna like watch it? You're not gonna consume it. So I wouldn't. If I was an artist, I wouldn't make any music videos. Is there, or if I did, I'd make it right there on my iPhone and then put it on the little 30s. I mean, from just from a monetary standpoint, from a right. business standpoint, it doesn't make sense. From a creative standpoint, would love it if people made some music videos.
3: Would love it. You know what's funny about that though is like probably the best artists who still understand the importance of visuals. Who gets all the controversy is Little Nas X. It's it's fascinating. Like I know, like think about it. Like his video, like his Montero video, was so yeah. controversial, but it was also it created a dialogue around his music. Like because nobody for sure, yeah, like nobody was like probably not nobody, but like general audiences probably wouldn't have listened to, you know, his follow up to you know. um, you know, uh, uh, uh what's that? The, the Old Town Road. They weren't probably listening to the follow up to Old Town Road until the vigil. Until um, you know, he created a vigil for for you know, uh, uh, the Montero. Is that what the song's called? I think Montero. Yeah. I can't
1: remember what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, his performance. Um, uh, I think at the VMAs, I was very like, wow, it was it was great. Like it was very. I think it's Montero. I don't know yeah yeah it's Montero yeah yeah um whether you yeah got no I not. agree but what, like no what, for real yeah. I wouldn't have known the song right. had somebody not said oh have you seen this video right <laughs> do you know what I mean right. it's like so he made it controversial which then made you be like oh let me go check this out right so I think that makes sense but it was it was beautifully done I thought I thought that he was he gave you creativity and then I I will also say that like he does the same thing with his live performances. He gives you creativity, right? And, and I appreciate that. No matter how you feel about his music, I appreciate that he gives you creativity. He's giving you a story.
3: That's what I'm saying about it. like I, I, you know, I, I find it fascinating. People are like I don't like Little Nas. X. I'm like, well, you, you know who he is, and you know his you know you know his music because you're forming an opinion, and he's ingenious. There's a, there's a real ingenious to the way he operates. Like I well, I sit back and I watch, like, I don't have a negative opinion about him because I sit back and watch like, Oh, this guy's like a genius. Like he knows how to create a conversation about his content, which is like, people don't know how to do that anymore. Like, and he's no,
1: they don't. And yeah.
3: he figured out like, and it's like, it's so obvious. Like to me, it's so obvious what he does. Like even for the, the pregnancy thing. And it's like, yeah, he's giving you visuals. He's giving you visuals to consume. Like that's yeah. really what it's about, and like it. Once you consume his visuals, now you're gonna like. Let me go check out this album, you know, or let me check out. Let me listen to this song, even it's for a minute. I, but I'm still. I got you for. I, now it gets my streaming up, you know. Yeah. And so like, no, hundred
1: percent. So either he's genius, or he has some really smart people around him. It's one of the
3: two. One of the two, but I think he's kind of. But I think, either way,
1: I'm still with it because it's, no. he's giving you something. He's not. He's not giving you nothing. Right. I appreciate it that there. He is giving you something. Right. You're like, wow, I, I can form an opinion about this. I'm going to watch this. And it's, it's giving me some sort of feels versus like, I don't even know these, you know, let me tell you something. This is so sad to say there's like three rappers that I think I keep swearing to the same person. Um, <laughs> I promise you.
3: No, I, I promise yeah, you. Yeah.
1: And one, one, just one had a baby with a Kardashian one, is having a baby with Rihanna oh, and then another one. No, no, they wait, all look the same to me. Wait, and I'm like, no, hold the on. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. You don't, you don't know who ASAP Rocky is? I know who they are, but what I'm saying
0: okay. is because,
3: like
1: Eddie. they all... they No, there's nothing individually like... And Travis Scott. You didn't know who Travis Scott was? What I'm saying is is that they are like walking yeah. copies of each other. Mu- like, musically... That's not true. Visually. That's
3: not yep. true. Bro. Travis Scott
1: has different Bro. music
3: than, than A$AP no, Rocky. No,
1: they, they sound the same to me. They sound <sighs> the same. Okay. <laughs> and, and they give me the same visuals. They give me the same. And I'm just always like, I, for the, for a long time, I was like, dang, you're almost having the baby by the same bill? Uh, like, I really thought that.
3: Yeah.
1: Because okay. I was like, there, nobody did like, nothing was standing out.
3: But I get, okay. Here's what I was saying. Someone like Travis Scott, who has a big music following, um, mm-hmm. again, he doesn't have rape He doesn't have visuals. Like, so he, That's what I'm he, saying. He, he doesn't create visuals for his music, you know, but his music is very popular in a certain sector of hip hop. And like, he's like he's got six albums. You know what I mean? That yes, are ev- yes. immensely popular, you know? Yes. Um, so there is a lacking there that I don't know why artists haven't thought about, or maybe there's not enough budget.
1: I don't know. I there, there's enough budget. You, you, you having a whole world tour, yeah. You, there's budget, there's, there's bu- budget, there's budget. But mm-hmm. that's my point is that there's like, you know, I'm just kind of like, I didn't know, like, they were giving me same person vibes because neither one of them are giving me anything to think about.
3: Mm-hmm. So, let, let's, that's have, all. let's have a, a critical, like, take a critical lens at this conversation, right? Um, yeah. The rice is called, I'm calling it the rice analogy. Okay, are we. In a better space because we sh- we shared our rights to the culture, we shared our rights to the world. Like, are we in a better space? Like, you know, hmm. you know, like, are like, is it are we for are we better for? And and while you're thinking about that, I'm gonna play a 10 second clip from Jay Z.
2: Okay. Okay. Important, you know, for us to be seen in in a light by someone who truly understands us. You know, because once we're in the room, then we you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna navigate that and do
3: what we have to do. It's important. So while you're pondering on that statement, what I pulled from that that 10 second clip was that one of the things I see the benefits of hip hop culture is that mm-hmm. it normalized or because culture in general, it normalized us whether we if we if we had to be normalized is another statement, but it normalized us to another Group to where like when you bring us into the room That we're not foreign Like and cause, uh. because they've They if ex, they listen to our music So like someone like Jay Z or even someone like myself Like I'm not on Jay Z's level Kill that I'm not uh, but someone like Like myself like I I'm a room full of white people And I'm a literally if you follow me on social media And whatever I'm literally a child of hip hop Like I don't even try to portray that I'm Something else you know but still I get invited onto committees you know what I mean? I still get and put in certain groups like it's not looked at as like this guy. He does. There's no nothing relatable to him um, because it's a part of their normal culture. It's how they look at us in a culture that's normalized. So I know you're kind of struggling with that because I see it on your facey. Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah,
1: because I'm like I, 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 I number one don't think that hip hop has that because, mm, it's tough. I, that's what I'm gonna say is this tough because <laughs> I'm gonna go with so you, it, it, hmm, man.
3: I, I know you want to. I know you want to say so
0: something,
1: I, <laughs> right? But I'm like, ah, don't get fired. Yeah, don't get fired. To, yeah. I, right? Don't get fired. So I, I'm
0: like,
1: ah, I just like here's my PC answer. Okay. Okay.
3: Okay.
1: because, <laughs> yeah. I, is I, I don't think that hip-hop normalized anything mm. for black people. Mm. And for even if you don't say black people for the culture. Yeah. Okay. It has not normalized anything making hip hop mainstream. It has not. Yeah. Um, I think people are confusing mainstream with a profit center. Mm. Because no, not even that I say that. They're not confusing mainstream, but they're confusing acceptance with a profit mm-hmm. generator. Mm. Because understand something, the people that make the wheels turn
0: yeah.
1: don't care about your music
3: mm. and they don't
1: like your music. Oh, wow. I'm, just, I'm being real. They don't like it. Yeah. They're not listening to it. Yeah. They're not accepting it. They're not like, oh my goodness, I this is so thought-provoking or this is so whatever. They don't care. Yeah. They're like, oh... These people, are, this, this is what's going to get purchased. This is what's going to get sold. This is what's going to get whatever. It's going to make me more money to get my yacht.
0: Mm. Like,
1: that's what's going to happen. Is it, it's not accepted. It's not acceptable. Like, I I, I just want to be, like, really real about it. It's yeah. like. Yeah. It's just, it's not. It's yeah. not. And it hasn't done that. And it hasn't, you know, make, making hip hop being mainstream. I think it's great that, yes, is it great that we are, that people are being seen is it great that it's like, oh, this is what they're doing over there, but it hasn't been accepted. It's not like they're like, oh yes, we love this. This is so great. And I say this from just like, uh, watch your words, Aziza, because like show things that I work on that, you know, it's like, oh, this is your culture. That right. is not our culture.
3: Right. Okay. I see. I know exactly. What like, you're gonna, I know what you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: this is not our yeah. culture. And that is, and I and I and
0: and, and, and that's what's getting missed. Is that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's not about like. And so
1: it's like. <sighs> yeah, I damn get it. it. I get no.
3: I get <laughs> like, it. so I'll say it. And like it's So basically, the, just because something is commoditized and they take a certain sector of a particular viewpoint does not mean it's acceptable because they're not. If it's acceptable, they would have accepted a large scope and range of our beauty of our culture exactly. and not just the things that move the needle in a com- commercialization exactly yeah. Yeah.
1: exactly and yeah. it's like no that it's not accepted it's not yeah. like it doesn't matter because i guarantee you this and this is hundred percent you can listen to the same music you can be like the same guy i'm a hip-hop pet i'm this i'm that if you walked into the same room with the same people right not in your nice suit not that it, yeah. nobody's going to put you on anybody's committee. I'm letting you know right now. It has nothing to do with hip hop. That's fair. That has nothing. It's like, honestly. That's fair. And so it's just like, uh I think the only thing that I, I think it's great that, you know, people are exposed to the music. But at the same time, the more that it, people were exposed to it, the more watered down the actual music got. Mm. And it became saturated with, you know, your corporate heads that are like, we need to sell albums we need to make money we need to whatever and so then you're getting you have people who aren't behind the creativity aren't behind the artistry aren't behind the talent they're around they're behind the gimmick of what they can sell yeah and so then you end up with like garbage rap and garbage hip hop who with people who can't even like freestyle or can't even write like you right. don't even have to freestyle but just yeah. can't even like I can't write
3: you can't even write yeah
1: you can't even write, yeah. and because freestyling is an art in itself. But like people right. who can't even like write, and you can't sit there for two hours with a pen and and a pad and write. You yeah. can't even do that. Yeah, you know, it's like for a rapper, you have to have a really really intense vocabulary. These
0: little
3: yeah. don't have like yeah yes yeah. They're, they don't have, you know, they don't
1: yeah. read. They don't, yeah. they're, they're not taking you. They're not like, so it's like, it's what can sell. And then it's like, that doesn't make it acceptable. That doesn't make hip hop accepted. That doesn't make the culture accepted either in mainstream America. It's just like, oh, I I know what it is.
0: Yeah.
1: But it yeah. doesn't mean they're accepting it. Yeah. That's fair. And then the, then, then the other question becomes like, what is hip hop? Like, right. like that you have that, like, what is hip hop? Right. Because you know the thing that you know, as we've gotten older, you look back and it's like I remember when I was younger. You know, my my my, my mom or my dad or like you know my uncles and like people who are older were just like talking so much trash about the, the music that I listened to, yeah. the music that we listened to, and I'm like, okay, are we now at that point where like where those old people talking about their music is trash?
0: Right, right. Is it
1: right. is it just a cyclical thing that it's like? it goes that way but then my thing is that like we never called we never called like cool in the gang hip-hop right do you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah
1: like so that it's kind of like you know don't call mumble rap hip-hop
0: right not right right
1: to me
3: right I guess
1: to me it's not right So let's call it something else. Let's come up with something else for what they're
3: doing these days. But it's a subculture of hip hop, though. It's...
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Just like... like, I mean, okay. One of the things I would say that hip hop's been ruined is that, um, again, growing up in our era, there was such a multifaceted multiplicity of different types of hip hop. I mean, I listened to everything from, you know, De La Soul, you know, and Public Enemy, you know, down to N.W.A., you know what I mean? Like I was listening to Luke. You mentioned we mentioned Luke. I was I was rocking yeah. with Luke. You know what I'm saying? And still listening to Common.
1: You know what I mean? Like, but Luke wasn't hip hop music. Luke was what, Luke? rap. Luke was no no no. Luke was like Luke had a distinct category of music for Luke. Okay. It was like booty shake. Um, That's still hip
3: hop though, Z. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it's just a sub sub genre. Was it hip hop though? Yes. I, I, uh, yes, it was. It, I don't know. I don't know because that's what I'm saying. I think it
1: comes down to like what what your definition is of hip
3: hop. Right. My de- my definition of hip hop is obviously <laughs> beats and rhymes and you know and and so that basic of it. Now whether or not how those beats and rhymes are produced and how they're you know given to the world that's that depends on the, the genre, right? You know what I mean? So, but. That's mine. Of course, I don't know. I probably have to sit down and think about what actually cons- constitutes a hip-hop yeah. song,
1: hip hop song. Because I think that's that's what it comes to. Like, what is your de- what is what is your definition of hip hop? And this is the definition of hip hop is there a general definition, or is it like an individual situation where everybody's definition is 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 it that what is their definition? Because honestly, because here this is how I think. If you're gonna put Uncle Luke in the hip hop category. You kind of got to put house music in the hip hop category too, because it's because house to me house music and like I think, I, I think the house would probably like, be more
3: R and B. House DC house music.
1: You're saying D? I'm not even talking about DC house music. I'm okay. saying house music in general. Oh, you're talking about
3: oons 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: there's like there's there's that kind of house because it's like house is very like. Yeah. high beat driven yeah. stuff i'm not i don't mean dc, DC hip-hop music is its own thing in itself yeah. which is amazing and i think everybody should get on it it yeah. should have been on it right but like you know it, it's just so that's what I'm just i think it's it's like individually people's definition of what of genres yeah and then it's like do we really want to put music in particular genres and culture and genres and why, it not? It all, it, Why not? It all, I mean we can but it all but it all molds into like, you know, cuz rock and
3: roll has they have alternative, they have heavy metal, they have thank you know, you. so there's thank like you. so that's what I'm saying like I think that it it lends itself to a particular, you know, subsection within a with, with under the under the banner within under the banner of hip hop. So um, I
1: that, can get down with that I can give I can give you that one I'm going to give you that one Okay, you can give me that one I'm going to okay, okay. give you that one Okay, okay
3: Thank you, thank you I'm going to give you that one Alright, so listen I want to ask you um, Sure So Paramount Plus Leading the way In streaming In black You mm-hmm. know How do you think It's It's impact In like Pushing black cultures in, in streaming Like Paramount Plus And all You know Just your, your idea of streaming In general
0: Um,
1: I think Honestly that I think that Paramount is take, has turned a corner that is going in a really good direction. And, and I, and I, and I'm not saying that because I work for the company. Right. I mean, like I really do. Um, with a lot of the programming that, you know, they brought back, we brought back like the game, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and you should watch, it's actually really good. Watch it. Love. you know, with a lot of stuff, like with just the BET plus platform, um, all the additional content that was be able that was created specifically for black people that's on BET plus and now it's also being like married into Paramount plus yeah. is i think it's great i think we could do better i think that the world can do better right. but i think that we've turned a leaf of like really trying to tap into different different viewpoints of black people versus yeah. the one the the one like siloed vision of this is what it is to be black um which you know tradition well not traditionally but you know in the past in my personal opinion i've always felt that it was like in between tyler perry which i you know, i am not a, I, I think tyler perry is a very interesting guy i think he's a great yeah. creator in his mind and he does some good for his for his lane i think right. he's great i don't particularly like that lane that type right. of television but like right. he's that's gay right. um but I think, you know, between like, you know, going from kind of that or like the whole other end of the spectrum of like love and hip-hop and that kind of stuff, where now you're getting like, you know, bringing back like College Hill, where we're right. taking people oh, yeah,
0: and putting yeah, them at yeah.
1: an HBCU and being like, this is what it's like to be in an HBCU. Right. You know, and like some of the other programmings of just like really showing the creativity of Black directors and Black artists. and And when I say artists, I don't mean like, musical artists right. but like visual. art
3: yeah oh, art. oh okay visual yeah, yeah
0: like
1: art and visual like yeah. there's so much stuff that i don't think people even realize that are on those platforms
0: yeah
1: that they should actually go check out Yeah, like the documentaries and the storytelling and then also just the like you know re- like there's so much like even like crime stories that you're just like yeah. wow that's crazy you know and not all, not all of them are always from a perspective of like oh this person went to jail or you know, they were, you know, discriminated against or whatever. It's like people who committed their crimes talking about how they did it.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Like, no shame. This is what I did. This is why I did it. This is how I did it. And you're just, it's just just showing more facets of Black people. And so I think that the company has done a phenomenal job really understanding and reading the room. And when I say reading the room, I mean yeah. the landscape of America. Yeah. To see that, like, Oh, we have to like really start producing and putting out some content that is like shows more of the the more of the diaspora of Black people versus the two siloed visions that have been out there for so long. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna just you know, yes, it's my company, and yes, I work on a lot of the programming, <laughs> so I'm giving this, I'm plugging it. Yeah. But like, you know, we we, I, I think that from a streaming standpoint we're doing better than I think some of these other companies are doing because I mean, no shade to them. I I love, I love a lot of the platforms, but you know, I, I I feel like our platforms have, have more content that really can that showcases a lot more facets of of the culture, even though I think we can also do better. I think everybody can. I'm going to say that again. I think everybody can for sure, for sure. But I mean, you know, Mm. I, I, I think you should have a show. I've said that before too. Just going through, like, what it's like to be you in podcasting and how you figure it out and how you put it together and come up, how you come up with your topics. How about That's that? another facet. How about I'm just that? saying it's another facet of life that people yes. don't see. Right. You know what I mean? That yes. you you you're like, oh, podcaster oh, everybody's doing podcasts. How do you put a podcast together? Right. Like, I just, you know, I think, you know, when you tell stories from different viewpoints and, and different, you know, avenues, like if, it's all creative, whether it's reality or not.
3: It's still a creative space. Yeah, of Um Yeah. Shout out to that. Shout out to think. You know, think Kamar should get a show on Paramount. I do. Plus, Paramount I Club. do. I like,
1: I, yeah.
3: From your lips to the to, to uh, Paramount <laughs> Plus ears. I will say God's ears, but God God of streaming. you like Bob Backs <laughs> ears. Right. Yeah. 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 You know. <laughs> um, so uh, I want to ask you about um, you know again. I'd be a robbery if I didn't do this because that's how oh, we ended my. it last time. So the award shows. Yes, your experience, and then like give me some great award shows. Give me some background. You know, give me some fun stuff that ain't gonna get you fired, but it's like juicy. You know, my. I
0: mean, shout gosh. out to my friend
3: Rob, who really wanted me to ask that question because he was really, really into the. You know, you and you were about. To oh, what was your the question? What was
1: the question? No, he just
3: like he was like you were about to get into your bag of like award shows and like your experience. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh,
0: okay. Yeah, like, I was yeah, like, what yeah. was the question?
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I let me tell you, award shows are a beast in themselves yeah like it's just it's a monster it's a it's a monster of a beast that like I you can't explain you kind of gotta it's like going through a hurricane and a a hurricane a tornado and an earthquake all at the same time and then just hoping that there's still ground under you when it's right. <laughs> when it's time to go live right. because the other thing is that you know a war at least you know the VMAs are live live so you have live television then you have live live there's a difference yeah. yeah live television is like you know they film it you film it and when you film it it's live but you can still go back and do a little couple edits low whatever and then you air it later on but it was still live 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 is what you see is what is happening yeah not the rerun of the live live but the live live is what you see is what is happening there's maybe like a five-second delay, or I can't remember what the new delays are these days. Right. Uh, but there's not a whole lot of delay for you to do a whole lot of if something goes wrong. Right. Um, you know, as interesting as it is, it's also just a lot of boring stuff, but it's also kind of interesting. I mean, there's so many things that happen in so many moving parts and so many people, and it takes so long to put together and to figure out staging. We'll figure out a location, figure out staging, then figure out like you know how do you how do you decide managing
3: talent and who gets to sit next to who?
1: We have a whole department for that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, there is a whole team of people who their sole job is to figure out celebrity seating because you would be surprised at the requests and the things that happen. Like somebody will be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna come." You get people who say, "I'm gonna I." I I will only attend the show if you give me this particular award. Mm. Then you have people who say, I will only attend the show if you give me this particular award, and you need to put me in this seat. Right. And this person can't sit next to me, and and this person not only can't sit next to me, but they need to be at least five rows behind me. Wow. The shade of people is real. Yeah. And so then you have to balance that with, with, like, how much do we need this person to be at the show and how much do we want them at the show and what are they really giving us? And here's the, like Beyonce would never be
3: second row. Beyonce will always be oh, first. Oh,
1: God, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> She'll never be second row. <laughs> ever. Ever, 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 ever. Ever. I mean, like, ever. <laughs> like, J- Jay-Z will never be in somebody's second row. Like, ever. <laughs> um, they will move. We have moved folks.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: So, yeah, I gotta get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, but the interesting thing is that, like, Award shows because people don't watch them like they used to. They don't have the juice like they used to have. Mm. You now have to like, oh um, no, I'm you. Then you gotta. It's like begging and pleading for you to get celebrities to come to shows. Oh wow. Cause they don't want to go. Yeah. If they're not getting something, they're like, uh, I don't really, you know, right. like new celebrities. Absolutely. Right. New, new, anybody new in the industry is all about trying to go. Cause they were like, okay, I get to go to a war show. Do yeah. you know what and I mean? And I get to walk the but carpet. Like, yeah. Walk the, yeah. I, I get to walk a carpet. Yeah, like, Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, it's the, the shows aren't like they used to be where it was like, people were like, bamming down the door to try and like, it was the hottest ticket do, in
3: town yeah
1: because that's right but that was also that that's the shift in that's the shift in the in the landscape of the world and the country with yeah. like people don't really watch tv anymore they don't watch linear tv yeah. we watch people will stream all day right but they're not watching linear tv live live right they're not doing that you're not being like oh the awards start at eight let me make sure i'm in my seat by eight o'clock that's right. not happening anymore it's true so it's like yeah. the award shows now we when we're looking at it as a totality is looking at like what can we do that can hit these like you know really digital like hits because then you start breaking them up into like oh here's Jesus' performance live on mtv streaming whatever or on youtube or whatever but we're still getting views from that so we're still getting like credit for it right which is a good thing you're still getting views for it but it's like Now you can watch an award show into broken segments so you don't have to sit there and watch the whole thing. Right, right. In one setting. In one, one, like, one set seating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is really awesome to go to, but, like, in all seriousness, those shits are long. And you'd be tired. I'm just doing, like, a lot of you. Yeah. It's like two and a half, three hours. You're like, am I still here?
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? But, like...
1: Yeah. But now, but that's how... Now, you know, that's how I would say that our landscape has kind of changed. And when we're putting shows together, it's like we went from looking at it as like a to- total how is how amazing is this show gonna be to then like as, as a whole into like oh we could get this broken down into bits where we can get views from this and views from this and we can get a hot moment from this right which is still fine because right. we have to adjust
3: right 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 but you understand like we have to adjust. Yeah, you understand like this is gonna like when you're doing a pre-production of it you're like this is gonna be a great three minutes this is gonna exactly. really kill right here
1: right and then it, that also comes into like who's how well, how are you placing the performers Right, and who's performing? Right. Because you got to, you got to open the show hard Yeah, and you got to close the show hard.
0: Right. Right.
1: And it's like, so, you know, you got to have two, you got to have two like right. popping situations mm-hmm. and then you got to have a, something that is insane in the middle because yeah. it's such a long show. You right. got to have something in the middle that's going to catch your attention. That's going to keep and people then, like, I need to come
3: back. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then it's like you want to throw in as much music because is as much as people think that we are not still into music, we are very much into music. Right. And so we're always trying to throw in as many performances as possible. Right. Whether it's a side stage or this stage or that stage, like throw them in there, throw them in there, throw them in there. Right, Like we are really about that. And we are really about like broken down performances, not necessarily like everybody's like lip syncing. We want you to come out here and freaking sing and show us you have some talent, please. Right. Like, so It's become a very it's become very like a science of like, how do you put it together and how do you make it work and how do you make it so that you're still getting those hits? But then you're still having a overall a fantastic show. So it's like it can be very, very difficult sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. It can be very. But I I would say that we are one of the only award shows VMAs, that has really survived because a lot of the other award shows. They're, I mean, like they're good, but like the Oscars people have are lost, not.
3: Yeah, the Oscars have lost. Right, like people not, are
1: just not right. They're like, I'm just not really. I'm not here for this anymore. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Let me know who won later. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I, okay, yeah. Yay. The Grammys,
3: like they've they shortened up the Grammys. It used to be like three hours. Now it's like a two hour program or something like that. Like exactly. Yeah. It's hard like it's
1: because people's, and that's just the landscape of America. The attention span is just not there anymore.
0: Yeah, it's just not. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I will tell you, uh, you know, uh, 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 one of the interesting moments that we've had. um, I don't know. Did I talk about this last time about the stage Mm -hmm. at Barclays? No,
3: I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know.
1: Anyway, so, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. If, 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 if we
3: did, it's oldie but goodie. Keep going. <laughs> I
1: know. I'm like, did I say you Yeah. So, you know, it was like right before we were at the, we were at Barclay Center um, for, I want to say, oh, I want to say 11, hmm. I don't know. Anyway, like, I don't remember what year that was, but maybe it was 12. But anyway, so we are at Barclay. We had this really cool artist come in and do all like like this. The stage was like this big like moon man guy with head and it was supposed to rotate and open and close for the performances and open and close for the host. And we were about to go again because we're live, live. Right. We were about to go live, 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 live. And the stage got stuck. Uh. And it was stuck like sideways. And it wouldn't rotate. It wouldn't open. It wouldn't close. So literally everybody, it was like all hands on deck. You know, I just went and got like all like jiggy and pretty, got my my makeup yeah, got yeah. done, the head on my heels, ready to look like a sophisticated right. professional. Yeah. And we all had to run down to the stage and like push, push. the stage manually. Oh my god! Like some Roman, front. S- like some Roman slaves. <laughs> look, and this is the crowd. The, the yeah. Broadway was fully packed and like. Yeah floor was packed. Everything was packed. Celebrities were sitting and we're sitting here pushing the stage to open the stage. And then had people open, like, the doors part. Like, we had to rotate the stage and then open the doors. And we left it like that the whole night. And so, and I will say that all the artists that performed that night, shout out to them because they had to reconfigure their performances, like, as they were going on stage because the damn doors didn't open anymore. The stage didn't turn anymore. Like, all of that stuff that was happening supposed to happen wasn't gonna happen right so it was like that was a crazy thing oh man another crazy one was at radio city and it was with logic uh the performer logic yeah he wanted to do this really really and i i I mean it it was really thoughtful and i thought it was you know was that was
3: that the suicide one
1: no this was about um this wasn't about suicide i'm not gonna talk about that one this was about um uh, um separating children from their parents okay um okay um yeah and so you had he wanted to have a like a ton of um undocumented it was more about the dream um he wanted to have a ton of undocumented like minors and their parents like join him on stage Mm. which is a beautiful sentiment yeah however it, it was it was it was dicey because it's like they're undocumented right and, and now
3: you're showcasing them
1: and you're showcasing them live <laughs> right. live and ice going can roll yeah. right up to radio city and yeah. shut this whole shit down
3: they were like word thank you logic
1: thank you i was looking for them yeah, like got so that was <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. and don't get me wrong it, it was beautiful but we were like it was a very tense situation. There was a lot yeah. of arguing that went on there because then it became this thing of like trying to get waivers from like the government to be oh. like, oh, we're going to allow it. We're not going to allow it. It was yeah. just
0: bad. Yeah. And it was like,
1: well, you got to give us a list of it. We're like, we can not them to be you, this yeah. people. this right. people. Like it was just, and they had to deal with child labor laws in New York, which well, is a whole other thing. And uh, then you're like, but they don't have it. It's like, they don't have a social security number.
0: right? And it's like, well, oh. what are y'all doing? And it oh, was, just, it was a lot.
1: That was a lot. Um, I mean, I have mad story. I mean, there was a time that Lady Gaga wanted to enter the arena in a helicopter. And we were like, you can't enter the arena in a helicopter. (laughs) Uh, There was that. There was, um, oh, Kanye. (laughs) Kanye one year wanted to do some really, really insane stuff. Um, No, Kanye, for real? Shocking. it It was so inappropriate. It was so inappropriate. And... That was a. I kind of want to know.
3: I kind of want to know what the inappropriateness get, or you, can't, no, get, you don't want to get fired. Like, okay, okay, all
1: right. So inappropriate, like so inappropriate. Yeah. Like I, 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 and this was before we thought Kanye was like. Yeah. Yeah, but we always knew Kanye was a little. He was he was special. Right. And but this was this was before we knew that he was like overly special.
3: You know I'm gonna call you after this for the tea. I'm gonna-
1: <laughs> like, yeah, he wanted to do some crazy, and I was like, "Yo, yeah, yo, kid, yo, yeah, no, <laughs> not okay, yeah, not okay, yeah, yeah." I mean there 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 are a lot of, there are a lot of things that you know I definitely can't disclose, but
0: yeah, yeah.
1: you know there's a there's a lot of juice behind the, the 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 curtains. A lot, yeah. There have been times where we have caught people in between the rafters, passed out, drunk celebrities, like. There's a whole party happening backstage. I know. You told me about that part and I don't want you to... I'm not gonna okay. tell you. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. whole situation.
3: Yeah, you, know next already, you already told me. I want to like you know. I don't want you to. I want you to. I don't want you to come back on the podcast like yeah. Come on, I'm not working for Paramount. I anymore. know, that. <laughs> I'm not working there. Yeah. So, I, so, now, so now I can be on your podcast
1: every week. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta pay me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know. So no. Uh, yeah. No, it's but no, it's a it's a fantastic product It's a yeah. we're we're in full go mode right now, but yeah. it's a fantastic production. I mean, I thoroughly, thoroughly encourage anybody, whoever I, you know, I, I say this every year when we have our like meetings and stuff, I'm like, we gotta do it like behind the scenes to how this shit happens. Yeah. Like you gotta do it. But yeah. like nobody ever, the problem, I think one of the biggest problems is that everybody who works on these productions, nobody wants to be in front of the camera. Cause you know, yeah what life is like for people in front of the camera. they uh, are like, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm back here making it happen. Yeah. Like y'all go and enjoy that. I'm back here making it happen. Right. But it's like to see the madness and the, the organized chaos of amazing that happens. Yeah. Every time every time I have, I have yet to have a VMA where at the end of the night, I wasn't in awe of like what was put together. Like I'm just, and, and every year I think it's going to fall apart. Up until it does it. <laughs> so the the CM,
3: uh, the, the uh, CMAs and CMAs Country and, Music yeah, Awards, and, yeah. And the VMAs. Uh, no, no, no,
1: not CMA CMT
3: Awards. CMT, CMTs, yeah. And the uh, VMAs B- and BT. BT awards. Which ones are the hardest K-Buck ones? Awards. Which one are the hardest ones to do? Uh. I mean, hardest in what aspect?
1: It depends but,
3: on what how. Oh, like, uh, I mean, the most difficult to kind of. I guess, guess the are all the same, right? pretty much all the same yeah yeah because
1: the hip-hop awards the hip-hop awards aren't you know the hip-hop awards i would say are still kind of for the culture yeah and so people are really people artists and stuff are like really into like doing hip-hop awards because it's like that's when you really get to like go in and like you know and the soul train awards also like those those like i enjoy those the most because they have like you just get yeah it's just i listen to that music more do you know what i mean like the DMAs. yeah yeah, so for me, you know, I'm four years old now, so I'm like some of the artists that perform. I'm sometimes I'm like I have no idea what this is, but that's because that's just, it's just not my generation. That's all. Do you I know what I mean? I
3: can't front when you are when you promote your the VMAs. Everybody watch it. I'll watch. I'll be like I don't know what I'm watching.
1: Like I don't know. I support. She, I
3: support I it because because my friend is you know part of it, but I'm like
1: I, right. like, I don't know. what I'm going like on. I, look and, you know, this past year, Jason and I sat the show and he was just like, and this was actually this year, this past year was the first year that I actually sat yeah, in the audience and watched the whole show.
0: Oh, wow. Because
1: usually I'm like in the back. running yeah, around, yeah, yeah. doing this, doing that. And this year I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to sit down and watch the show yeah. from my actual seats. Yeah. Like I'm going to sit there and I watched it and I was like, this is Really cool. It was really nice. But I was like, (laughs) but I still was like, I still don't know who this person is. I don't know who that like Olivia Rodrigo was like this huge artist. That you know, on her first day of rehearsals was the first time I saw her perform yeah. and heard her song. Yeah, she's huge, right? And I was like, she, I was like, this girl is phenomenal. They're like, is the? And I'm like, I know. Oh. I just you're like, I'm old. They're like, like someone
3: should sign her.
1: I, <laughs> sign. I was like, we should promote her. She's going to go like, places. Oh, <laughs> oh, she is
3: and like, because that's why she's here, right?
1: <laughs> but like, love, but it, it's crazy because it's like you know, you work on this stuff, you're seeing these names, you're talking right. about all these people, but you're not really like, right. I'm like, okay. Yes, because we're we're looking at we're we're looking at artistry, but right, right. there's also like, oh, this person is super popular, her song went to number one or da da let's have her open.
0: Right. Cool.
1: I'm not nobody's gonna argue with you. Right. Cool.
0: Right. Right. And so
1: then it's like when I actually got to see her, I was like, she is amazing. You know what I mean? Right. But like didn't know who because I'm old. Right. You know what I mean? Like I my highlight of the show last year was the Busta Rhymes Yeah. LABO we did. That was my I was it was it was the best thing about the whole entire show, and right. and I'm gonna tie this all together with the hip hop thing. It's so crazy. We had a two and a half hour show, which was really really good. It had all kind of new artists, like you know, uh, Naomi, or you know, and like it just it was a good good show. It was a right. really good show. But the way when Buster Rhymes came out and did his collabo. Yeah, because of course we were in Brooklyn. Yeah, the way that arena exploded, in excitement.
0: Yeah,
1: and energy. I was like, wow. Yeah, I had like full goosebumps. It yeah. was like wow. Yeah, and that goes to show you have all these new artists who are super, super, super popular. Yeah, like yeah. have fans and everything, right. but it wasn't the same energy. Bus right. Rhymes came out there, and he's doing like you know. What is I guess to some people old school hip hop right. to me I'm like no that's hip hop
3: right right right
1: and the energy it was, was insane yeah and it's like and that is the thing that is like the difference between and I'm not saying people don't have they don't do good music they do right. but like there's a different energy about it that that just brings life and brings just like I I, I can't explain it yeah brings it
0: yeah brings
3: it that's what it is like hip hop brings it so it. So let me, okay, I'm gonna, uh, let's end on this. I'm gonna give you your conclusion. Just give me your final okay. thoughts on culture, black culture, hip hop, and, you know, everything from this program. Like, what are your thoughts? Conclusion. Close it. Close it. Yes. Just give me your, your final thoughts on, like, you know, what do you think hip hop means to black culture? Or do you think, like, how it, it's impacted? Or do you think, or what does culture black culture mean to America? I'm gonna give, this is room uh. for you to, to just give your final thoughts on.
1: You know, I, I think that I think that, you know, hip hop is I think hip hop I think hip hop has given America a conversation piece. Mm. That's what I will say. Mm. And in both good and bad, I think that it's been good in ways where, you know, if 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 hip hop hadn't gone mainstream, would we be having conversations now and in the last couple of years, like actual conversations without hate and anger and screaming yeah. about the word nigger? Like, yeah. we would really be having those conversations. Without oh, I know you posted, white people.
3: you posted about that on your.
1: Like, I did, because yeah, yeah. I, I was like, yeah. this is a fantastic conversation. Yeah. But it's like, if hip hop hadn't been mainstream, would those conversations really be taking place? Right. And and where, where there's an actual open dialogue and it's not like, You just can't say it. Right. But an understanding of like, oh, when somebody's asking the question. So I need to understand why you feel this way. And I'm going to tell you why I feel this way. And like, would that be happening without the mainstream of hip hop? Probably not. So that's a good thing. Do I think that if hip hop had not gone mainstream, would we have uh, been able to keep a little bit more purity to the craft of it? Absolutely. So there's the edge of that. But I will say this. You know, this is supposed to be about music videos. Yeah. I think music videos are have always been and will always be the greatest thing that can accompany music. Mm. But less going to a live show and watching that artist perform. Yeah. The next best thing is watching their what their what their creative vision is of their music, and that's a music video. Yeah. And it impacts you know how you feel about the music. It impacts how you feel about the song. It impacts, you know, just the cultural dynamics of like, if it's as, you know, somebody who dances doing dance moves or choreography or feeling the music or seeing how other people move with that music. Um, I think videos should definitely come back. I wish they would come back because I, you know the storytelling and the creativity of them is something that is definitely missed. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, hip hop in general I think that we're in a dangerous space and I, and I, and I hope it gets better. That's yeah. what I will say is I hope it gets better. I hope Kendrick Lamar like keeps throwing out albums. Cause I think he might be, uh, I don't know. I think he might be we're, our saving grace here. We're, like
3: We're waiting. We're just waiting. We're waiting for him to deliver this next album. Like for like two years. So I don't know. You know
1: look, it, creativity takes time. I'm yeah. not rushing him. I'm yeah. just saying I yeah. need yeah. him to, yeah. I, I think that he's, I, I think he might be our last saving grace. I agree with that. To tell you the truth. I I, tell, I, I like, honestly. You unless Mob Deep's gonna drop something, unless right. Lutane's gonna drop right. some stuff, which I right. would be amazing, also. But right.
3: yeah, I agree. You actually inspired the name of this podcast. I was the, a Visual Cultural conversation. That's what I'm gonna call this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So that's what I'm gonna call it. But um, so I like to end of the podcast on a uh, love letter to Black culture. So um, you know, this love letter is dear Black culture. They say that remember when is the lowest form of conversation. I respectively disagree. It's when we look back that we garner an appreciation of what has happened, what is happening, and what's going to happen. there can be no question that the reflection of beauty of video era provided on authentic, deeply personal memories. But they also have us pondering on a greater greater question of growth. It's quite the conundrum. You love something so much that you want to share it with the world. But then we are upset that the world is consuming it in a way that doesn't fit our ideal. You can't have it both ways. Or can you? The love of something will have us accept things that is not within a framework of rationality. But it's that love which helps curate and continue to innovate this beautiful thing called black culture. No matter if we are a sucker for love. And with that being said, we're going to ride out with this song.
2: To mess with broken hearts. So many questions. When this began, we was the perfect match. Perhaps we had some problems, but we working at it. And now the arguments are getting loud. I wanna stay, but I can't help from walking out. Let's throw it away. Just take my hand and understand. If you could see, I never planned to be a man, it just wasn't me. But now I'm searching for commitment and other arms. I wanna shelter you from home. Don't be alone. Your attitude was the cause. You got me stressing. Soon as I open up the door with your jealous questions. Like, where can I be? You're killing me. And Am my ambitions to
3: be free, I can't breathe Cause soon as I leave, it's like a trap I hear you calling me to come back what I'm a sucker. Want-